What's that quirky look? <laughs> that quirky look is me. Yeah, yeah. I like the diamonds. Yeah. So I think I figured something out. So your planet has crystals. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Interesting. Pretty crystals. Note to brain. Note to brain. <laughs> okay. Whew. I have a lot of questions coming. Do you want to just... Should we skip them? <laughs> we could. All right. Let's do some questions. Uh, I'll start. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. What planet has a lot of crystals? Yeah, well, we're not going to do that one. We're going to find out where she came from, aren't we? You keep trying. Mm -hmm. Keep trying. Can this you give me a letter? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I can't. Right. Um, a lot of our questions are coming from parents. Are you trying to challenge me? Uh -huh. Parents right. ask hard questions. They do. Parents are very... But I'd be glad to answer them. No, no, yes, and, and no. <laughs> well, some of them are saying that um, they're looking at a cellist, and it's a big jump. To start, there it goes. Yeah. Academy and start homeschooling their kids, mm -hmm. and there's a nervousness factor there. And can you help them? I have a nervousness <laughs> factor. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, can you repeat the question? Uh -huh. So, if you jump into a Sales Academy, um, do you get special help from the team here? Or? Yes, uh, we have this doll Peugeot's direct line. Right? Do you mind if I give out your number? What is it? <laughs> okay, well, you know, um, it is very intimidating for a parent to start to homeschool their, their students. Uh, it's very important for a student to get a good education. And across the nation, we have many, many, many wonderful schools with many, many de dedicated teachers. And so, when your student decides to study at home, you somehow have to keep them on a grade level like the public schools. Otherwise, they may get behind in the opportunities and things uh, going on. Acellus Academy was created as a tool, actually as a home school for families that want to keep their kids on schedule with their, their peers in the public schools. And at the same time, that would give them a diploma that would be accredited that they could use to get into universities and other opportunities. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a very, very good school. Um, it's been accredited now and running for several years. And uh, just a short time ago, we had our uh, this year's graduation. And of course, we covered that on Science Live. If you're interested, you can go back a couple weeks and look at that. But the students coming out of Acellus Academy are really performing well on a national scale. We have like 98, 99% of our students are on grade level in, in the testing with the, uh, the standards. And that's really quite remarkable. Uh, many of our students get into the real top tier universities and many of them get in with scholarships which is exciting. If you're planning to have your student go into college, and especially if they're gonna go after scholarships, which are competitive, uh, it's a good idea to make a decision to go on the honors program. 
The honors program in the Silas Academy is, is challenging. It takes more effort. You not only get extra, more challenging courses and more of them, but you also want to make sure that you keep your grade point average pretty high. And the Celis is designed so that uh, if you will really work at it, you can keep that grade point average up. So set a standard. A lot of kids uh, are only satisfied with a 4.0, and that's almost a perfect score on every test, on every lesson. It's good to do. But there are a lot of tools to help a parent and a family be successful. Um, if you do homeschool, there's a few things that you really ought to think about. First of all, if you are homeschooling your students, it's going to be up to you to get them to study. Uh, you can't expect a teacher to be there motivating and, and pushing them. Uh, it, it's up to the parent. <coughs> and and with, even with the Cellus Academy, you've got to get them engaged. And we do a lot of things with the cellist to keep them engaged and to help them succeed, but unless they actually sign in and make the effort, uh, the learning won't happen. But if they do, a cellist is called a cellist because it's a learning accelerator. And that means that they can uh, soak up a lot of knowledge very fast. And that, that makes them happy. They can catch up with their behind and they can be on grade level and... That's nice. Okay. The other thing that um, parents are asking for is um, a place, and they haven't said where, but where they can go to find out the latest information. What's new at the cellist? What's happening at the cellist? Mm. Where they can discuss things. They can I've heard that too. <laughs> we have a uh, Cellus Academy parents group on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Many parents have been requesting now that we move that group somewhere where it would be more convenient and maybe it, it is a private group, a closed group. But uh, So I'm going to take that request as a challenge and we're going to create a place for parents to communicate, to share ideas and, and a place for us to give out information. Science Live has kind of become that. It's a place where we try to let a lot of people, a lot of parents know what's going on. The idea of Science Live was this is a way to reach students and to inspire and motivate them to, to study hard and to explain to them why it's worthwhile doing. Uh, we were a little surprised when we found out that the parents were watching too. <laughs> and really surprised when we found out the grandparents yeah. too. So, uh, And I think I know why. Uh, they started out watching because what are they saying to my kids? And then my theory is they stay watching because she's... No, I saw her hair. <laughs> no. It's, anyway. So we need a place, uh, a special place. And I'm thinking that, um, that maybe we could have some ideas on exactly what to call it. Uh, what was the idea you had? I call it the Parents' Corner. Parents' Corner. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty good. Uh, if you uh, happen to have an idea for what we ought to call this, have, have your student put it in the comments box and shoot it to us and we'll, we'll take a look at it. Or message us through the parent interface. But I think this is something that we need. 
Uh, and here's some of the things that I'm hearing, and I'm, I'm going to tell you these hoping that if you have more ideas, you'll tell me so that when we do it, we can do it the best way possible. Some parents are saying they would like to know um, if there are other Cellus Academy parents that happen to live in, in the same proximity where they do, because sometimes it would be nice to hook up. It's really nice to have experiences where our students can develop social skills by interacting with other students their age. So that might be an idea we could include, is how do you find other parents that live in your vicinity? Uh, we'd like to be able to have a way to get your suggestions and comments on how to approve a cellus. And, and that's a big thing. So many things that are really outstanding about a cellus are the result of suggestions from parents. We also have wonderful suggestions coming in from our national team of Cellus teachers. But uh, all of those kind of things could be collected there. Um, I'm doing an experiment right now uh, to test a, a new idea. And the, the concept is what I call a Cellus Learning Centers. I was thinking, you know, if we had a place where Cellus parents could take their students for interaction, for specialty training and things of that sort, that it would be a good thing. And a lot of parents have asked for this. And I call these little, like little micro schools. And so uh, after thinking about this for over five years, we finally created our first Cellus Learning Center. And it happens to be right here uh, across the road from us in Kansas City. And we have uh, a little place for students to come. And I'm anticipating that if this experiment works out well, this could be a model that could be replicated by a neighborhood, neighborhood group, by a religious group, by anyone that wanted to have a little learning center where a Cellus Academy would provide the accredited teaching and where the parents or the people associated with them would actually supervise activities and maybe get students involved in things like outings and sports, et cetera. Uh, do you think it would be appropriate if I gave them a little peek at our little learning center? I want to see it. <laughs> uh, just, just today, I, I uh, had one of our team members yeah, it was Christina. I asked Christina if she could just go film a little bit of it so that we could show it. And she came back and she said, um, when I went, all the students had already gone home. Oh. I said, all right, we'll take it anyway. But let's, let's just roll that and let you see it. Okay. So this is the lab. And this is one nice thing where they can actually have the equipment in the lab. A little library. And this looks like the physical fitness center. <laughs> it looks better with kids. It does. It, it really That's does. So uh, these kinds of centers could uh, be built wherever anybody would want to. And a lot of uh, organizations are thinking about doing something like this. And I think Cellus Academy is a perfect match for it because they know that they're maintaining uh, educational excellence, and at the same time, they're very involved with their students.
Okay. Before you go on, I just want to summarize by saying then, so we do want to create a parent's corner, and we want to bring it off of the, uh, the current location on Facebook, and we're thinking that would make it so that if you are an Excellus Academy parent, you can sign in using your credentials, and that way it's kind of a private community. Okay. And would it have a place where they can make suggestions there? Or? Oh, we've, that would be one of my biggest goals, Sorry. is to get the input and the feedback. And, you know, it's amazing. Uh, the parents are watching the students interact with the cellists, and the observations that you, you make in doing that are very valuable to us. And we're very anxious to get them, so keep them coming. A lot of our cellist parents, it's turning out, are actually professional educators. And they have a lot of good input, too. But uh, parents, uh, parents know kids. And, they do. Yeah. They also, um, we've had quite a few parents come in who want to volunteer their time and they volunteer helping, so that might be a place for Oh, I think that's wonderful, and especially if parents can volunteer to help each other. One of the problems with homeschooling is sometimes you have other obligations, dental appointments or something you need to take care of, and wouldn't it be great if one of the other parents could kind of be with the kids while, while you can't be? So I, I think it's a good idea. And these little micro-communities are kind of fun. I think we've only been doing this one for about a month, and well, I guess it's about six weeks now. But so far, it's been very positive. I, I don't want to draw any conclusions, but I think it's going to be a good thing. And this next school year, we're hoping it'll get into high gear. Uh, and we'll have some good ideas and guidelines on how to set these up. But I, I envision that uh, in a few years, in 30 months, we'll have these all over the country. It'll be fun. All of them very small, very fun. I know a lot of parents are um, very grateful for the scholarship they receive, and some of them are asking, um, so why, why did you do it? Why the Roger Billings Scholarship Program? <laughs> yeah, now, are they asking, why do we have a scholarship, or why do we call it the Roger Billings Scholarship? <laughs> I did I not name it that. <laughs> and if I'm being accused, it's wrongly. But the idea of a scholarship, uh, when we created the Acellus uh, Academy, uh, it needed to be an accredited program. And accredited programs need to have wonderful teachers, qualified teachers that will work with the students and make sure they are achieving at a level that can be recognized by a university or, or even by an employer. And so, uh, we, we did everything we could to make that as affordable as possible. And I think we've done a wonderful job and we are having tremendous success with the outcomes of our students. But it turned out that there were some wonderful families that really wanted to be part of the school, uh, but it was financially uh, out of their reach. And so um, we decided that we would come up with some scholarships uh, for the ones that would need it. And since then, it's kind of grown and grown. Um, Science Live is an outcome of the scholarship program. Uh, I figured, well, if they're really serious about learning, 
well, then I want to make sure they have that opportunity. So I said, we'll provide the scholarship, but I expect you to be diligent in using the opportunity. And the idea of this weekly get-together was to, to help students understand how valuable education is, how important the things that you learn are going to be in your life. And study like your life's depend on it, because it is. So anyway, uh, this year um, we are uh, seeing a record number of enrollments and scholarships already. Uh, if any of you are planning to get under the scholarship program this year, I think you should act promptly because I think we've about run out of this year's funds. Uh, we try to give uh, seniority to the students that have been in the program in prior years. But uh, another thing that I've done this year is I've invited some other people to help me finance it. And um, in case any of you are listening, uh, we're a 501c3. <laughs> Just send the check to Roger Billings scholarship <laughs> no, but we have a place on the site where you can help and and we really do appreciate those that are helping I hope the students that are are receiving the scholarships really are grateful for the people that are stepping up and and helping out um, it really makes a difference so Joshua kind of covered this earlier but um, some of the parents have um, some kids who have learning disabilities are on certain spectrums, and they, they wonder if Acellus, how Acellus works for them, and if it does. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, <clears throat> that's something I really like to talk about. When we started Acellus, one of our main goals was to see if we could use the latest in technology to help students with different kinds of learning disabilities succeed. And so we primarily uh, went to work with schools to help them with their special education programs, to help challenge students succeed. And we learned an awful lot from that. We, we learned that uh, many students that are considered challenged are so labeled because they learn differently. And uh, we started finding out there were a lot of things that we could do in the way that we delivered the instruction and motivated them to help them achieve. And, and this is now something I'd say we're very, very, very good at. Students that are behind and discouraged, or especially students that have special needs, uh, are our specialty. And I'm I'm just grateful for a large number of letters that I'm getting from parents that saying, my student, when they came on a cell a year ago, two years ago, were far behind, they were discouraged, ready to give up, up on school, and now they're doing well, they're at grade level. Uh, we had a student give a speech at our graduation just a few weeks ago that said that uh, she graduated very well and was able to earn a scholarship, but before Acellus, she really was quite discouraged about her schooling. So I think those kinds of students are good candidates for Acellus Academy. And the other specialty that we have, and especially the one that we're putting a lot of emphasis in right now, is for the extremely gifted students. Mm -hmm. Students that are doing amazing, amazing things. Uh, we, we, 
want to be able to have our education system run with them as fast as they can learn. And there's just no limit on how fast they can go and how far they can go while they're in a cellist. This, this concept of learning accelerator is starting to catch on. And we're finding that if we are able to teach students faster, they get it, but it also sticks with them longer and better. So it really is a good thing. So very gifted students, we're extremely good for. And plain vanilla students like I was, I would have loved the cellus. I just Me absolutely too. would have loved it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, but unfortunately, we didn't have an internet back then. <laughs> yeah, we we would uh, we would have to use uh, our eyebrows to signal <laughs> to the kid that was riding on the dinosaur next to us. <laughs> Pretty powerful signal, actually. Yeah. Those eyebrows work. Yeah, they really do work. Mm -hmm. um, so there are a lot more. There are a lot of a lot of, a lot of questions, but. Um, the last one I think I'm going to ask today is, um, what about a cellist gold? You've been, you've been feeding us some crumbs about it. Crumbs? <laughs> yeah, crumbs. That's a crummy thing to say. <laughs> well, yeah, a cellist gold is magic. And for those of you that don't know about it, uh, this is a project of a cellist academy. And it's going to be coming to reality very, very shortly. In fact, I'm very proud to report that we already have some students that are starting to do serious beta testing on it. And uh, it's, you know, there's a certain debug process on that big. This has been under development for over five years. It's a major, 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 major project. And it takes Acellus into a whole new realm. And we think Acellus Academy is the perfect place for something like this because we have very, very exceptional students. Uh, if your students sort of like Acellus, they're gonna be amazed at Acellus Gold Edition. Um, maybe, maybe I'll give them just a little peek at the interface just so they can see that it's different. Let, let's roll this quick tape. Okay, here's what it looks like. Now there's your classes that you're taking. And you can see this is the elementary version, but it's, it's a whole different kind of a deal. And at the bottom there, there were four boxes. One of them said activities. In uh, a Cellus Gold, you have, of course, your daily goal, which we have in regular Cellus now. And so with the Cellus Gold, when you sign in, you can do your classes in the order you choose, but until you have major goal in every one of your classes, you can't get into the activities. <laughs> and the activities are good. They're really, really good. And we'll be showing you a more full-blown version of this, but uh, it's amazing with the students that we're already testing this with, what it does to them. Boy, they get through their lessons good. And when they get down to those activities, these are learning activities, and they're custom, and they're new, and they're amazing. One of my favorite ones for the elementary level is the activity called Write a Book. And so you, you go into that activity, and you, you're able to start out by naming your book. And then you start picking out 
the setting. So you pick out a background and you have an image. And then you start picking out your characters and putting them on the page. And you move these critters around and you can make them big or small. And it, there's a lot of things you can put in there. And then you write the text that goes with that page. When you're happy with it, you click the next page. Now, when you write that text, you're actually writing into our writing tutor tool. So that means correct grammar, correct spelling, better vocabulary, all of those kinds of things. And some of the characters, uh, many of the elementary students really like the Tobler characters, which is really fun, Tobler and Beak and so forth. But we have other characters in there too. In fact, we have the Peugeot character. We have the what? We have the Peugeot <laughs> character. Yeah. Yes, it's right in there. And she's going to go on all kinds of adventures as these students start writing. And as they write these stories and they get these books written, and by the way, some of the students that are already doing this have, how many books have you written? A whole bunch. The books then are published. And when they publish the books, they're building up their library of books which they have authored. And we select the best books to go in the public library for all the Sells Academy students as readers. And they're really neat. They're neat illustrations, they're beautiful. You'll see that a little bit later. So a Sells Gold is a really, really, really different thing. And there's a reason we call it gold. Uh, gold is good, it's shiny and pretty. But in a cellus, when you do outstanding work, when you achieve accomplishment, and especially achieve it well, a cellus gold credits your account with some gold credits. Mm -hmm. And these gold credits start building up, and you pretty soon have a pile of gold coins, and then you have a bag of coins, then you have a mountain of coins, and you build these up. And my strategy, which is at this point half-baked but coming, is that the students will be able to redeem their coins for a cellist paraphernalia like robots and hats and shirts and things like that. Um, still working out the details, we'll have to get the parents' permission, but I thought we'd just ship them to them and be kind of fun to work and work and work. And why? Because we're showing the students by an object lesson that studying and doing a good job in your studies is worth gold, it's worth value, it's going to make your life different. Students with a high school diploma on the norm earn a lot more during their lifetime than students that don't. And we want to show them that so that they're motivated to study. So it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot more surprises that are going to come in a Cellus Gold. And uh, we are still on schedule to have it start rolling out um, the middle of next month um, wow. for South Academy. So there we go. That's exciting. It is a, a Cellus Academy special thing. It, a lot of schools in that use a Cellus, but uh, this special gold edition isn't a Cellus Academy thing. It's sponsored for and by Cellus Academy. So uh, if you want Cellus Gold, this is the place to be. Okay? <laughs> That's neat. I hesitate to get into this next one. Um, hey, you said that was the last one. <laughs> that was the last one on that subject. <laughs> because what, if I start What was now, your planet again? <laughs> okay. 
Um, if I start now, then maybe we could do part one, then we can have part two later. Good. Um, the kids really want to know about the hydrogen homestead. And did you just run a stove on it, or did the whole house okay. run hydrogen? Okay. Yeah, well, we're, we're about out of time, but we'll, we'll just jump <laughs> into it. I'd like to uh, see if Tina can find the little um, drawing that shows the different parts of the hydrogen house. There's a lot of information on this, but take a look at it. So there it is, the schematic of the hydrogen house. The hydrogen car, the hydrogen tractor, and then it has the oven, the range, the barbecue, the fireplace log, uh, and up on top, the energy is stored in a metal hydride. Well, let me just show you very quickly some of these pieces. This is R2D2. This is the world's largest metal hydride tank. <laughs> and the white stuff on the outside is insulation, but this is full of iron titanium alloy, and this can store an enormous amount of hydrogen to be able to power the house. Now, some of you have probably heard of a, a television program called NOVA. NOVA is the most popular science program on television, and uh, they did uh, a episode on the hydrogen house and some of you may not recognize the characters in this because this was before the beginning <laughs> but let me let me just show you a little clip out of out of this presentation on Nova and this says Roger Billings of Utah is the world's first hydrogen homestead and you can see we're using a stove on hydrogen. <laughs> hydrogen ignites differently, and it would need an additive to color that near-invisible flame. To sort out the problems will take patience and also money. Here, baking muffins is a serious matter. It's part of the process of turning hydrogen into a business proposition. Can I try one? Yeah. Hot. How about a little butter on it? Tonya and Roger Billings are in on the ground floor of what could become one of the world's greatest growth industries. An advantage of a, of a hydrogen home is that uh, with the, the moisture content in hydrogen combustion, the food comes out very moist and very tasty. Of course, a disadvantage is that uh, a lot of the equipment is still being worked out. Having the first one in the world, we, we have a few of the little prototype problems that we're still perfecting, but it works pretty good. Try that. We did, and there's nothing wrong with hydrogen cooking. Where will Roger Billings take his ideas from here? This is the first project of, of what we hope will be many. It's a hydrogen-powered home, and from the technology and the experience we gain here, we plan to operate 35 homes here in the vicinity on hydrogen. And then in a year and a half, we hope to break ground on a coal gas vacation plant which will provide the hydrogen to convert the whole city of Forest City, Iowa. So perhaps Roger Billings and his construction projects will give us a chance to judge the domestic side of what is called the hydrogen economy. So it's, it's been a while since Nova was there, and they came right after we inaugurated the home, uh, before I had all the kinks out of it. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that stove, but there was a little flame, a colorless flame coming out, and we later found out that when you just convert an appliance to run on hydrogen, 
because the laminar flame speed of hydrogen is 10 times faster than other fuels, you get a very high temperature zone which makes air, which is nitrogen and oxygen, react to form nitric oxide, which is a harmful pollutant. So that was one of the things we run into. I did a little clip in the, the lab today. Uh, can I show it real quick? Show, okay. It's my show? Okay, I'm going to show it. Here it is. And there it goes. That's a real nice clip, it's isn't really it? Not a clip. Okay. Okay. So here we are in the hydrogen laboratory, and we have a, a normal residential kitchen range, and this range we're converting to run on hydrogen. Now here's the normal burner, and it's been modified with the primary air so that it'll burn hydrogen. This is what we did in the beginning at the hydrogen house, and so when I ignite this burner, I'm going to get a flame. Since it's hydrogen, the flame will be invisible. It'll almost be impossible for you to see. But there is a real problem with this flame. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But first, let's see if we can ignite the flame. And you can see, as this flame gets bigger and bigger, that I have a flame that's pretty hot above it, but it doesn't look like there's, there's any burner, which could be dangerous for a someone working in the kitchen because you can't see the flame like you can with natural gas. And that concerned me that someone may get burnt because the heat's there, but nothing you can see. But there's a more serious problem with this, and that is that flame, the hydrogen flame, burns 10 times faster than natural gas. And as a result of that, the peak temperature over the flame is above 2,400 degrees which means that air, which consists of oxygen and nitrogen, is being heated so hot that it's connecting and forming nitric oxide, which is a, a poison pollutant. We don't want nitric oxide in the air. And so this was a game stopper for a hydrogen appliance. So we put our inventive cap on and came up with a scouring pad. Yes, we buy these at the grocery store. It's a stainless steel scouring pad. But in chemistry, I learned that iron is a catalyst for burning hydrogen. So I had this great idea. What if I put this pad over the top of the burner so that it inhibited the mixing of air and then let it heat up so it would glow orange so people could see the flame was on and so it would react the hydrogen catalytically so it would cool it down and would get rid of the nitric oxide. Nitric oxide from this unconverted burner is as high as a thousand parts per million. When we put the catalyst on, it went below one part per million, so low that our best analyzer couldn't even detect it. So I'm going to show you the technique of putting the scouring pad from the grocery store on your stove when you're converting it. So you literally stretch it over the burner, and this one's hot, so I'm going to be a little bit careful. Stretch it over the top of the burner, something like that. Okay, and to keep it pretty, we'll go ahead and put this pan holder on top of the burner, and we have now converted this to hydrogen. Now before we started, we also made the adjustment under the stove to cut off the primary air, like we already talked about. 
Okay, now we go ahead and turn on the hydrogen, and you can see we have a flame, but you can see the flame now. It's yellow. That yellow is a color that is brought in from the stainless steel, and if you look carefully, you can see it glow orange. Now, I didn't install this, this catalyst as neat as we do on, on one we actually build, but you can still see that the flame is very visible, and voila! No smell, no pollution. This is one of the obstacles we had to overcome to be able to make a hydrogen home. Interestingly, putting this stainless steel scouring pad over the top of a burner was an idea which I invented, and so I applied for a U.S. patent on this, and lo and behold, the patent was granted. So this is how you invent stuff. You do it by trying your idea that you want to accomplish. When you run into problems, remember, oh, all I, I have an opportunity for a patent. All I need to do is invent an idea to solve it. So problems are problems, but they're also opportunities in disguise. So if you go look, Roger E. Billings, U.S. patent, how to modify an appliance to burn hydrogen without nitric oxide pollution. And there it is. So there you got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Another question I noticed came in last week, student want to know, what about the hydrogen furnace? Mm -hmm. And I want to show you this addendum to that. Okay, so one of the students wrote in and said, so how do you convert a furnace in a home to run on hydrogen? Well, you can convert a conventional furnace that runs on natural gas to run on hydrogen the same way we converted the stove. But there is another way you can convert hydrogen that's even better. In a regular furnace, you have a flame and you have to put an exhaust going outside to carry away the pollution of, of a natural gas flame and that, that furnace then would have an exhaust going outside your house and if that exhaust is warm, that's heat being wasted. Since hydrogen doesn't make any pollution, you don't need an exhaust. Another thing that's interesting is during the winter, especially if you live in a, a very cold climate, it is so cold that the amount of moisture in the air is very low and it gets very dry and it dries out your skin. So a lot of homes have special equipment to put moisture back in the air during the summer. Well, hydrogen is moisture. So you can do something like this. This is a little catalyst heater. A very small amount of platinum has been applied to this heater. And so now I can turn on hydrogen to the heater, which I'm going to do right now. This gives me a way to measure it. And you can see I've got a nice flow here of hydrogen. And as it goes through, it hits this catalyst. Oops, and it's nice and warm, nice almost so warm it burns my hand. So you can put little heaters like this in your house and none of the heat is going out a chimney because there's no chimney and it's putting humidity in the house, which is really, really nice because during the winter you need it. So the result is less hydrogen will heat a house because you're not putting any energy out the smokestack like you are in a regular house. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, excuse me just a minute. Excuse you. Did I say that? 
Did I say that the humidity is low in the summer? R51 says that I said it was summer. <laughs> He's listening. He's getting to be a real pain, isn't he? He is. He really did say that. He's yeah, got I something he wants that. to say. Excuse me, just a minute. Go ahead. Uh, hi, I can explain this better than number one. I have 51 times more intelligence than <laughs> artificial. The hydrogen stove can cook food. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so simple. Well, thank you for that information. He's smarter. There's something wrong there with that something. guy. Mm -hmm. He always wants to get in there. All right. Well, there's a lot more to talk about hydrogen homes and a hydrogen world and a hydrogen yes. dream. But unfortunately, yeah. Peje Manet took all the time with I her know. questions. <laughs> but we'll see you next time. I'd just like to say that uh, in our next discussion, I hope to tell you about a thing called the Acellus Effect, uh, something that's catching the attention of the press and a lot of educators. You'll want to hear about it. So see you next time. Bye-bye.